On today's episode of Locked On A's, we are talking about the Arizona Fall League. What is it? Which A's players are participating in it this season? And what that could mean for the winter? That's all coming up for you guys today on Locked On A's, so let's get into it. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 371 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we're talking about the Arizona Fall League. Again, who's in it? for the A's. What does it mean? What's the fall league all about? We're going over all of that stuff on today's episode. And quite frankly, if you've made it this far, you're going to want to listen because the Arizona Fall League is amazing. And you, if you don't know what it is, learn some baseball stuff. That That's what I'm here for because I love the fall league. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, it, it's going to be a fun episode, but before we get into any of that stuff, thank you guys for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day, and also thank you to everybody who watches this on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. If you have not already subscribed, go make sure to subscribe, and if you're already on YouTube, make sure to comment, like, do all the things you need to do on the page to boost this signal, uh, and also make sure that you follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media, at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify greenroom app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So if you've made it this far and you've never heard of the Arizona Fall League, you are in for a treat, my friends. I was lucky enough to go and cover one for a, a full week. It included the, the Fall Stars game. I'll get into that here in a second. Uh, and that was back in 2015. And it was honestly one of the best baseball experiences that I have ever had. The Arizona Fall League is like a minor league grooming period for top prospects that are on the cusp of making it to the majors or, you know, just highly touted prospects. And you're like, hey, go, go watch this guy play for a month. That's what it is. Uh, or it could be a place for minor leaguers who had missed time during the regular se season to get some extra reps and cover up uh, or make up a little bit of ground before the next season starts. That's another way that teams use it. Some teams also use it as a showcase for some of the Rule 5 eligible players with the hopes of swinging a trade that will net them a bigger return than they would get if they were taken in the Rule 5 draft. Um, just because a, an opposing team is so enamored with a player that is going to be Rule 5 eligible, sometimes that is why uh, a team will send a player to the Arizona Fall League. So basically, it's a showcase of minor league talent, but for a slew of different reasons. And you kind of got to go case by case, player by player to find out why that player is there. So we're going to be doing that in the second segment of today's podcast. Uh, to illustrate what this looks like, though, on a larger scale... This year, the Detroit Tigers sent their top prospect, Spencer Torgelson, who is the number four prospect in all of baseball. He is a highly touted prospect. He is kind of the, the gem of the Tigers system, and he has been sent to the Arizona Fall League just for so, get, get him a little bit of a leg up 
going into the 2022 season. And one of the players that the A's sent is Austin Beck, who was the number six overall pick in the 2017 draft, but he hasn't made it past A-ball. And I mean, he had a brief stint with Vegas in like a fill-in role uh, this season. He played like six games, had a couple of home runs. It was a decent stint, but he hit 150. So uh, that doesn't count. He has not really made it past A-ball in any significant way, and he's also Rule 5 eligible this winter. So th those are the uh, the two spectrums that you are looking at is uh, top five prospect in all of baseball and guy who is probably going to be on a different team by the start of spring training. So Arizona Fall League, catch the fever, you guys. Uh, the year that I went... Uh, Shamanaya was there for the A's, Austin Meadows was still a member of the Pirates, and A.J. Reed was the hotshot next big thing for the Houston Astros. He left uh, like a couple weeks in, like the day that I got there, I think, he left due to injury, and that was a big thing. I got to break that story that A.J. Reed was not feeling great, and uh, then he left. And I was like, ha, huh, crap, I wanted to watch him play, because I was doing the Astros at that point. That uh, when, when they were not cheating and, you know, still kind of fun and up-and-coming team. So, that was a good time. And, oh well, um, that was that was fun. And if you like prospects, the Arizona Fall League is definitely for you. Basically how it works is all 30 big league teams send at least five players from their minor leagues from all levels. It could be any level that they want, any players that they want, doesn't necessarily matter. They just have to make sure that there are enough pitchers and enough catchers and, you know, enough positions filled on each team. And sometimes there's, you know, the, like the A's have to send like four pitchers or however they want to do it. But you, you communicate, you, you make it work. That's really the only prerequisite for who you're sending, and that is it. And then those 30 teams send their five players, and those players are used to form six teams that play each other over and over and over and over and over for a month. It's wonderful. Uh, this year, the A's minor leaguers are on the Mesa Solar Sox, and if memory serves, they're always on the Mesa Solar Sox, which is one of the six teams, uh, because Mesa is where the A's call home during spring training, so they are just always the Mesa Solar Sox, and I think the Cubs are always the Mesa Solar Sox, too, and then uh, they, they get three other teams that are paired with them. Uh, this year, the three teams that are also on the Mesa Solar Sox with the A's and Cubs prospects are the Orioles, Marlins, and Blue Jays. So sometimes you get some, some fun systems, like the Orioles, not a great big league team, lots of farm system talent, so are they good? We'll have to we'll have to check in on them in a couple of weeks. It's only been a week so far that the Arizona Fall League has been, uh, in, you know, playing games and whatnot. So those are the basics of the Arizona Fall League. These six teams play six games, a, uh, six games a week each, and the league goes from the middle of October, which was about a week ago, uh, to the middle of November with a Fall Stars game in between, and the Fall Stars games basically. Uh, like Shamanaya, the year that I went, started for the A's. He was one of the top prospects in baseball. Well, not in baseball, but one of the better prospects. And he got to start the game. And Spencer Torkelson, if he's not injured, will definitely be at the Fall Stars game. Um, sometimes they're, the, the Fall Stars rosters are already decided before everybody gets there. Um, doesn't matter. That's a behind the scenes. Um, I, I believe that it was in the program, like the little book. You know, like when you get the, the 20 the season 2021 guide for the A's or whatever. Uh, 
they, they have those for the fall stars or for the fall league as well. And I'm pretty sure they had all the announcement like the day that the fall that the, the uh, Arizona fall league started. They had everybody listed that was going to be at the fall stars game, and sure, injuries happen. So it wasn't uh, the the master list, but you kind of knew where they were going with the guys. So oh, a little bit of inside knowledge for you guys. Um, yeah. It's just a fun time, and you're going to see a bunch of different prospects. Usually, that the Fall Stars game is televised on MLB Network, so if you have MLB Network, uh, enjoy. If you don't like me, then eh, read about it, I guess. Uh, if you're wondering what it is like to be there, it is basically like spring training, you know, Arizona spring training uh, for A's fans, and there's just way fewer fans in the stands. Just so many. It's a lot of media. There's a lot of prospect towns. MLB Pipeline, Baseball, uh, America. Those guys are there because this is uh, extra content for those guys. But uh, there's some fans. Not a ton, but there's some. And you basically just could plop right down behind home plate if you want to. You can just get out your camera and take prospect videos through the netting if you want to. There are no rules, really, at Arizona Fall League, and I absolutely loved it there. Plus, one one added thing that I like that, um, you know, I, I wish we could hear more of in baseball games is you can hear all of the action on the field because there's nobody there. There's no, there's not a lot of cheers. Nobody's really having a rooting interest. They just want to watch baseball and it's wonderful. And you can hear guys communicating what to do on each defensive play. Like, ah, go, go, go. Uh, you, uh, six, 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 or <laughs> should have picked a different position as opposed to six. Um, it, it, you tell they're, they're telling the guy where to throw the baseball according to the position number, and I chose six for some reason. Anyways, um, it's just a new layer to watching a baseball game, and it's a lot of fun. And if you get a chance to go, go to the Arizona Fall League. It is the best baseball experience that you'll probably ever have. Uh, I, I miss it very, very much. Anyways, coming up on the show, which A's prospects are in the Arizona Fall League as we speak? That's what's coming up for you guys on Locked On A's, so stay locked in. We're Locked On A's, and I will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you're using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 or 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? rockauto.com is a family business and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years so they know what they're doing and the rockauto.com prices are always reliably low for every customer so to take advantage of all of this savings and all of the things that they are offering you at rock auto all you got to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And also, thank you guys so much again for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. Um, but let's get back into the episode. The A's went pitcher heavy 
on their representation in the Fall League, sending five pitchers to represent them. They still have other players that I'll get to in the third segment, but we're focusing on the pitchers right now. The first guy that I'll mention is 2020 second round pick Jeff Criswell, and he's there because he basically missed four months of the season. He pitched on May 8th. That was his first appearance with Lansing. And then he went on the IL and then he returned to Lansing on August 29th. So basically four whole months, not quite, but almost. And Criswell is there to get some work in and build up his arm. Um, I think that he's going to be a starter. According to the stats that I'm seeing, a starter, um, just getting him some extra innings for 2021. So he is not necessarily at risk of being traded or anything. I think that he's just there to get some extra work in because he's healthy right now. And so that is fun. Uh, I liked what I saw when they drafted him in 2020. I was like, hey, this guy could be very, very interesting. And uh, we'll see what he does in 2022 to move up the ranks. Maybe he makes it to Midland or Vegas if he's having a really good season and can stay healthy. Right now, the health concern is the thing for me. Uh, but next up, we got Bryce Conley, and he is a 27-year-old righty that has started and relieved in each of his four minor league uh, seasons so far in his career. In his two appearances with the Solar Sox, he has pitched in relief. My guess is that the A's are seeing if he's worth a 40-man spot ahead of the Rule 5 roster crunch. Uh, he's thrown two scoreless innings so far. 27-year-old pitcher. Is he is he going to make the 40-man roster? Probably not. Are they going to trade him? Maybe if they can find somebody. Um, but I think that they'll probably not have him on the roster. And then maybe he'll get taken. Maybe he won't. We'll see. Um, but that is... Bryce Conley for you guys. Then we have Hogan Harris, who is a 2018 third rounder that missed last season due to the pandemic and didn't pitch this season either. These are probably trying to get him some work ahead of the 2022 season, but he is also Rule 5 eligible. My guess is that the hope is to get him some work, but not put him on anybody's radar necessarily, uh, just because I don't see him getting a 40-man spot with one year of A-ball under his belt from two years ago. But I've heard good things about Hogan Harris in the past, and I, I think that they probably want to hold on to him if they can, but they want to... Maybe they will put him on the 40-man roster, but I there's going to be a crunch, and I will probably go over that at a a future date, but there's going to be a crunch, and I don't know if they have room to be adding guys that have pitched an A-ball yet, just yet. Maybe they put him uh, on, like, the double-A the roster and protect him in the minor league format. Maybe that's what they're going for, but... That's for speculation for another day. Moving on, we got Pedro Santos, and he is a 21-year-old righty that spent la this, this season sorry, in low A Stockton. He appeared in 21 games and started 12 of those and walked 62 batters in 68 in the third innings. That is a lot of walks, lots of free passes. And if you follow A's baseball, you know that the A's do not, do not like walking guys. He'd fit right in in the Houston Astros system where they just like walking guys and hitting guys. But uh, 62 batters and 68 in the third innings, that's not necessarily A's what, what they usually go after. But on the flip side, he also struck out 87, which is pretty good. That's way more than one in, one an inning. So I think that the A's would take that if they can work on his mechanics and make sure that he's follow, following the same plane every time. Maybe that helps with his control, and uh, they can go from there. The A's may have something here with Santos. I, I like 
The strikeout numbers, I do not like the walks, the walk numbers whatsoever, but he's going to have to really work on that walk rate for him to really reach the next level for the A's. Getting those mechanics down is probably why he's with Arizona or in Arizona right now in the fall league. And then finally, the last of the pitchers is Brock Whittlesey, which Whittlesey, I've never heard this name said out loud. It looks amazing. It's Whittle and then S-E-Y. Um, I love it. I like Brock Whittlesey, and uh, I am hoping that he does very, very good things. He spent the majority of 2021 in Lansing after 10 and a third scoreless frames in Stockton. With the Lugnuts, he struck out 52 batters in 46 and a third innings, so slightly more than one an inning. And he also walked nine, so the peripheral the peripheral stats look good at first glance. He's not Rule 5 eligible until next winter, so this is probably just a case of getting in some extra work after a pretty solid season, maybe trying to get him ready to start in Midland and see where he goes from there. Maybe he will earn that 40-man roster spot next winter if he has a good 2022 season, and they're trying to get him onto that track this offseason so that they can set him up for a 40-man spot next offseason. Anyways, coming up, we are talking about the bats that the A's sent to Arizona and potential trade options. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Again, that is code locked on. That is one word locked on. Uh, from basketball, football, baseball postseason, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. I'm always going over there and seeing what the lines are and just, hey, I think that this is what I always do a parlay and one of them never hits. I should probably just doing like... <laughs> lessen my parlays so that I win more. But which one do I take out? I don't know. That's the trick of betting. But BetOnline is great, and BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports because BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Lockdown Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow our new YouTube channel. Uh, comment. If you're on YouTube already, subscribe, like, do all those things, and also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, let's get into the A's bats. They sent four bats to the Arizona Fall League, and all four are pretty solid players that you would think might have a future with the A's in the right circumstance. First up, we have friend of the pod, Jonah Bride, who, you guessed it, is Rule 5 eligible. <laughs> Jonah Bride missed some time in the middle of the season for personal reasons, but at the end of the year, the totality of the season, he was hitting 265 with a 407 on base, walked as much as he, as he struck out, and had a 130 WRC plus. That is 30% above league average, and that was making that made him one of the better bats uh, in all of AA. I think he ranked 24th in WRC plus in all of AA. That's all of the teams that have AA's. They're not just the Texas League, all AA's. 
That sounds weird when you say it, all double A's. But anyways, moving on. My guess here is that they want him to work on his defense because his bat's been pretty solid. I don't, maybe he, he missed some time and that's why they, they did it, but it's got to be defense. It's got to be defense is my assumption here, uh, reading the tea leaves. Uh, next up, we got Logan Davidson, who is good at defense and is not Rule 5 eligible, but he is there alongside Rockhound's teammate uh, uh, from this past season, Jeremy Ironman, who is Rule 5 eligible, and both guys are middle infielders, and for the A's to include both of them on this roster, it really feels like one of them will get moved this winter. So they're showcasing both and plan to field offers for each of them and then decide from there. Uh, they got Nick Allen. He'll be in AAA or in the big leagues with the A's. There's They, they got guys coming up that are going to be taking one of their spots, I assume. One of them will be in AAA, and then they go from there. Uh, is it a great thing for depth? No, but there is a roster crunch, and I will definitely go over the roster, uh, maybe in tomorrow's episode, maybe next. I'll probably do it next week so I have more time to actually prepare it, but there is a roster crunch. I'm not just saying that. But uh, let's just keep this train rolling here. The final bat for the A's in the Fall League uh, I, I mentioned him earlier, and that is Austin Beck. Beck played in 69 games in Lansing, which is the same level, uh, high A, that he was at in 2019. Uh, obviously, there was a pandemic in the middle, but you got 2019, 2021. Hasn't necessarily made progress. Not necessarily his fault, but it's the stats that go along with the lack of progress that I'm a little bit more concerned about here. Uh, his batting average dropped from 2019 to 2021 from 251 to 202. His on base dropped from 302, which is not high already in high A for the number six overall pick. And it went down to 253 and his walk rate dropped. His strikeout rate basically stayed the same at 33.8. It, it wasn't a good season. And the A's are probably just saying like, go out and have a killer month and we'll trade you to whoever. I, I don't see how he's in the A's minor league system come next year, unless nobody takes him to rule five draft. Um, or he's, he, he's probably going to get traded. I would, I would assume, but maybe somebody's like, Hey, we're not super high on him. Maybe we could get him in the rule five draft and we'll see what happens. But he, he feels like a big change of scenery candidate for me. Um, I don't know why, but it feels like he needs some other voices in his ear. I, I'm guessing from the outside looking in, it just feels like he just needs that change of scenery and whether he doesn't feel challenged or isn't putting in the work, I, I can't say, but it would make sense if his time in Oakland doesn't much last for much longer for all parties involved. It, it would probably be good for Austin Beck and his career. It'd probably be good for the A's to just cut ties and move on, get what they can for him if they can move him. And if they can't, then just move on and pour resources into, I don't know, Buddy Reed or Lazaro Armenteros, who's also Rule 5 eligible and hasn't really progressed past uh, past A-ball. So there's going to be some interesting names that could potentially be 
Rule 5 eligible for these this coming winter, um, or I guess in a month and a half. Uh, so those are all of the players that are participating for the A's in the fall league this season. Uh, I gave some little tidbits on whether or not I thought that they would be trade bait in November throughout, but I also want to make it clear that the returns on these prospects aren't always the highest either, because these are guys that are out of options, so they have to be on the 40-man roster for whichever team acquires them, which makes them it's not quite like having a qualifying offer attached because that's a bunch of money and that's forfeiting a draft pick, but it's it's not like they have three options or it, they do have options, but they, they have to be on the 40-man roster, so they can't just hide them anywhere. They have to be on the 40-man roster, so they have to have plans for them at some point at the big league level, and that's what makes this a little bit trickier for a team or for the A's to trade them to another team. The A's may be active, but they will probably be minor deals. I don't know if they're going to... It feels like they got four guys that could be moved, maybe. But are they going to get a bunch of pieces back? I don't know. Uh, the, these trades are also probably are not going to be helping the 2022 season or uh, squad very much. Uh, they could potentially be used to pick up a younger prospect for a future competitive window, which I wouldn't be... It's basically resetting the clock. You're, you're taking this guy... And you, taking Logan Davidson. I'm just picking a name. Taking Logan Davidson... Resetting his clock to 2025 as opposed to 2022 or 2023, and you get a little bit more control over the guy. That's all that they're potentially trying to do, and they could hide him down there and, uh, you know, ha have more spots on the 40-man roster for 2022 and go from there. It's basically a shell game. They're just moving everything around so that they can have all the guys that they want to on their roster and in their minor leagues and. Uh, go from there. I probably should have picked Jeremy Ironman because he's actually Rule 5 eligible and Logan Davidson is not, so he, he can actually still be hidden, but we'll see. Uh, that The best case scenario was probably resetting the, the time frame there, but you could be also using one of these guys um, who has a little bit of value, but not a ton, and maybe getting like a backup catcher uh, for 2022. Uh, Pedro Severino, maybe. I don't know. I, I picked a random... I, picked the Orioles on the trade simulator website and I was like, I don't know, they have similar-ish value or maybe the Orioles are getting more value and uh, maybe the A's get a year or two of control for of a backup catcher for John Murphy and it's a guy that's like 30 years old. Maybe that's another route that they take, but I would assume that it would be just swapping, you know, hey, we have the second base prospect and now we have a relief prospect that's in A ball and something like that. Just changing the position that you have and the and the control and all that stuff so that's my guess um obviously this is going to be a a big roster crunch and we're going to see what happens uh i'll probably give you guys a 40-man overview uh sometime next week so make sure to subscribe to the podcast and uh hear that whenever it drops probably on monday or tuesday would be my guess um it, it's going to be lots of fun going over that because looking over the a's obviously have a bunch of free agents but there's a lot of guys that are Rule 5 eligible that would need 40-man roster spots, so who are they going to leave off? Who are they going to keep? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much one more time for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. Now go make Sully of Locked On MLB your second lesson. Locked On MLB is free and available on all platforms, and Sully is going to be ranting about these game sixes coming up between the uh, Astros and Red Sox. That's the one. And then the Braves and the Dodgers. Chris Taylor had a game. 
uh, in between when I recorded the first episode and the second episode today, um, Chris Taylor had like three home runs. He had a game. And the Dodgers are back in it, heading back to Atlanta. Do they have a chance? Let me know in the comments below if you're on YouTube. But anyways, that is it for me today, you guys. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.